All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of a、uh, hundred books a year with Kevin. Today,、um, I want to continue our conversation about、uh, quiet,、um, the、uh, power of the introverts. Today, I want to give out maybe a couple examples and、uh, kind of wrap up our discussion there. First thing I want to point out is.、Um, We talk about these kind of、um, cultural differences, right? I think we briefly talk about it、uh, during the book,、uh, the culture map, right?、Um, the essence is that different culture perceive different interaction differently. Not a lot of a lot of a difference there.、Um, so every single culture have an ideal, right? Some are having the ideal for an introvert. Some have an ideal for extrovert, right? For example,、um, Asian Americans, right, or、um, you know Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and compared to a European country, right? Um, in European country, their um ideal is an extroverted ideal, and on the、uh, Asian country, like in China, it was. Being considered wise if you are introvert or if you don't talk that much, that you're listening, that you're processing information, right?、Um, there is this、uh, folk tale or folk line that says,、uh, "Silent is gold," right? Like you know,、uh, so Asian people are usually more team oriented, and then they usually listen first, right? And I truly believe that one can have their tendency change because I'm a prime example of that through my previous work experience, and、um, I can make the adjustment、um, to turn on the extrovertedness, you know. But I choose not to do it if I don't have to, kind of a thing, right? And throughout history, there are many examples of people that do that, that kind of overcome their innate. Uh, introvertedness or you know、uh, extrovertedness. I think maybe from turning from an introvert to an, an extrovert is actually、um, a lot more hard than going from extrovert to introvert. I'm actually not positive on、uh, on that. So the point is, is that I'm gonna give you guys a detailed example of a person who、um, turned around, right? Like kind of like. Battled his shyness or the introvertedness, and that person we all know is Gandhi, right? So Gandhi has been seen as a quiet and shy man, right? And Gandhi, as a kid,、uh, he was afraid of everything. Like he reads a lot because he doesn't want to interact with other people, and he is really afraid to talk to people, and. Gandhi afterwards, right after he grew up, he learned to manage his shyness, and then he never really got over it, but he learned to manage it.、Um, I think that's why he went to a、uh, law school before. So Gandhi said that、um, I have naturally formed the habits of restraining my thoughts, and in a sense, that a thoughtless word hardly ever. Escape my town or a pen. So what Gandhi is saying is, over time he trained himself to be more of a thoughtful thinker. That every single thing that he said, every single word that he put out, he really put through the ringer of his thoughts, and then it came out. 
And Gandhi also said that the experience has taught him that the silence is part of the spiritual discipline of uh, of a votary of truth. Okay, so what that means is silence is not it's not frightened, right? It's not really something that um, needs to be afraid of. And is silence awkward sometimes? Yes, sometimes. But the thing is, is silence is not really something that we need to run away from, right? So the thing is, is we find many people that are uh, impatient, like they're just eager to talk. But a lot of times they're not thinking, right? Like from my previous experience, when I was doing like sales training, right? Like whenever you are quote unquote pitching it to somebody or to some company, the thing is, is a novice or an amateur, right? Or the, or the, or the person that just got into this, um, this job, this sales gig, um, they are afraid of silence. They're trying to avoid it. They're trying to fill it up with um, words, with fluff. But in reality, you are distracting the buyer or your client from making a decision, right? Because they need to listen to you, like they don't have a way to shut you off. And then they're in their mind, they're considering the experiences or are they going to really need it or not? Or what, or what does the competitors are doing, right? So in a sense, with that particular idea of considering the product, talking actually takes the client's attention away from them, right? So... Um, most people are like that when they're when they're nervous, when they're impatient to talk. And Gandhi said that the thing that helped him the most is his ability to slow down and allow pauses and really contemplate on what he's saying. And Gandhi ended the the, um, the uh, example with, "My shyness has been in reality my shield and my buckler. It allowed me to grow." So. In a sense, that Gandhi did not really treat shyness as a, um, what's the term? As a thing that held him back. He actually feel like shyness is something that he embraced it and he utilized it to make him more thoughtful, to make him more um, agreeable or in a sense less eager to talk so he can contemplate his idea more thoroughly and it allowed him to grow, right? So in a sense that introverted people like myself needs to have an outlet or needs to have some kind of a training to for me to not be quote unquote shy or introverted. Hence, we have this podcast, right? So um, just a couple of quick examples for you guys. Uh, those are the nuggets that I got from reading the book the second time. Maybe I will talk about something again when I read it for the third time, but probably not soon. So hopefully you took away as much as, as I did from this book. Uh, maybe go get a copy for your first read. And then we go from there. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.